This program contains explicit content and subject matter which may be unsuitable for some listeners. Discretion is advised. You've got questions. We've got all the answers when it comes to sex and more. This is the A to Z of sex with Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. Every week, we pick a series of topics that you've been wanting to know about. It's an encyclopedia of sex, intimacy, relationships, and so much more than that. Let's get things started. Now, here's your host, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the A to Z of sex with me, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. I am a sex and intimacy coach and a psychologist, and I've spent the last 30 plus years helping people to create conscious, radiant, and intensely sexual and intimate relationships. We are working our way through the erotic alphabet one letter at a time. So today the letter is X, and X is for Zern. Zern means that you enjoy something so much that you begin to hate how much you like it or love it. Um, so that song, I Hate That I Love You, there, there's where we are, right? Uh, joining me today is Joan Nosel. Joan's been coaching for over 25 years, specializing in the area of transitions and relationships. She founded TRI Life LLC in 1999 and has conducted workshops and trainings all over the U.S., helping people increase self-awareness, foster clear communication skills, and develop conflict resolution skills. Joan works with successful executive and senior leaders who are secretly stressed by the demands in the faster-placed environment. She helps improve leadership effectiveness, performance, and work-life balance with emotional intelligence, or EQ, training. Using her coaching expertise, Joan works to build a more positive workplace culture through the use of various assessments and proven methods. She's worked with numerous organizations, including the YWCA of Cleveland, Diabetes Partnership of Cleveland, Kitcher Lighting, Key Bank, Huntington Bank, University Hospitals of Cleveland, American Greetings, Forest City Enterprises, and the University of Toledo. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. Hi, Lori. Sounds really impressive. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, so this thing about kind of, it's, it's almost kind of, I see it as moving along a compulsion sort of Hmm. spectrum, this idea have you ever experienced this where you, you know, you really enjoyed something and really enjoyed something and enjoyed it so much that you actually got to the point where you just thought, oh, my God, I hate, hate, hate it's, how much I'm attached to this. Yes. You know, it, it's interesting you say that, Lori. Yesterday I had a client and she, I said, so how is your job? She's in a new role, a new position. It's very exciting. Um it's an, un, it's an innovative company. I said, how, how are you doing in your role? She says, I love my job. It's new every day. I get to meet new people, see new things, uh, have awesome meetings. And in the next breath, she said, I also hate it. It, it takes a lot of energy to do something new every day. It takes a lot of energy to... Uh, maintain this level of excitement, anticipation, enthusiasm mm-hmm. that she has to keep. Uh, so I, I said, I can't believe you just said that. I'm going to be on a podcast talking about things that you love and things that you hate. So it was kind of ironic that that happened. So, yeah, it is. So uh, what, what kind of, what sort of uh, advice or ideas did you give her around that? So, a couple things uh, is I was thinking about this whole idea of things that you love, things that you hate. And it, when, it, when you come to a place of hating something that you loved, it sometimes comes out of a sense of disappointment or disillusionment. Uh, maybe you're faced with reality and you have this mm-hmm. absence of joy. So, it has to do with aligning the disillusionment with reality, which sometimes can be hard. Um, so mm-hmm. to answer your question would be uh, what I said to her was that that is a very common emotion. So how I, I do managing yourself with this 
roller coaster of emotion that you're feeling. Um, so as a coach, I'm asking her, how are you managing yourself in this situation? And then, and then continuing asking her uh, as she comes up with answers, so what action plan are you going to take and have in place for yourself? Yeah, I mean, so one of the things um, that really struck me about this is, I'm, I'm not sure if you know the song, the Rihanna song, mm-hmm. I Hate That I Love You, but, um, you know, the lyrics, as much as I love you, as much as I need you, and I can't stand you, must you do, must everything you do make me want to smile? Can I not like you for a while? Yes. And it's... Um, it's it's about a relationship that isn't a good one, mm-hmm. yeah. right? It's about a relationship where actually the, um, the the good parts of the relationship, if there ever were any, have disappeared, and, and or at least this is this is my interpretation. It seems pretty obvious, um, and she um, really would prefer not to be so attached. Mm-hmm. I certainly see um, a lot of people where their attachment to the people that they're attracted to or, or in relationships with, like the, the lust and the excitement and the joy and all of that's there in the beginning and that's a lot of fun. And even the, the bit of feeling out of control seems okay at the start because that's a time where we all expect to be a little out of control mm-hmm. um, or it seems okay because the other person seems to be feeling a little out of control too mm-hmm. but where it becomes this this sort of thing like yeah I, I you know this I hate that I love it thing or I hate that I love you thing is where they're not either they're not reciprocating mm-hmm. enough mm-hmm. and so the yeah, you know, one person feels off balance mm-hmm. and feels attached in a way that they're afraid they're not going to get their needs met mm-hmm. and they're afraid they're going to be hurt because mm-hmm. of the intensity of their emotions. Mm-hmm. Well, what comes to mind is something called phenylethylamine, which is PEA, and that is a chemical that goes through your brain that I believe that you know, you get that chemical that goes through your whole body, that hormone release in when you have that excitement of that first lustful, exciting love that you get. And then um, it diminishes over time because what is supposed to take, uh, move into its place is this sense of friendship. So, uh, and then that sense of friendship then can develop into a sense of, like, I want to have commitment. So that's those three levels of relationship that you can move through. And if you you don't uh, move into friendship and then commitment, then that PEA kind of dwindles to a point where you're looking for your needs to be met and they're not not met. Well, we we can talk a little bit about that because I think – because I think it might be somewhat different for people who have different relationship styles mm-hmm. of where they might move with this. Um, and um, we're just about four minutes from break. So before we go to break, um, I want to talk about my sponsor for this show, um, which is Lola. Lola is a female founded company, which offers lines of organic c- cotton tampons, pads and liners. Um, which is one set of products that they offer. And they do this by subscription. And now they also offer sex products too. Um, Now they offer cleansing wipes that are safe for use anywhere on the body. They're the first biodegradable all natural wipe of their kind. And they're fantastic for a midday refresh. They're individually packaged. So you can grab them and take them on the go. And they're also gynecologist approved and hypoallergenic. I adore these wipes. They are a great texture and they don't irritate at all. And it's really easy to just stick a couple in the bags, particularly if I've got a long day coming up. Um, They're lube. Got to tell you, their lube's fantastic as well. It's got a one-click pump system, so it's mess-free. It's water-based formula and it's 
hypoallergenic and 95% organic ingredients. So the lubricant is long lasting and it perfectly mim- mimics the natural feminine moisture. So you maintain a healthy pH balance and it's got aloe vera in it. Um, I think the key things that are important to, to hear about this lube, which were important to me, is one, it's water-based. And so if you're working with, with um, condoms, if you've got silicone toys, water-based lubricant is really important. Um, the aloe vera makes it very soothing. It's also safe during pregnancy and it's gynecologist approved and it's made without parabens, petrochemicals, glycerin, synthetic flavor, or fragrance. They also make an ultra thin lubricated condom that feels great made of natural latex rubber and they're all individually tested for both contraception and STIs. They're lubricated with medical grade silicone oil. So I, I just adore this company. The packaging's simple. They have a great variety of products. Quality is high. Ingredients are listed nice and clearly, and they can be delivered by subscription to your door. And it's the best way to make sure you never run out of period supplies or sex supplies. If you want 30% off your first month's subscription, visit mylola, that's M-Y-L-O-L-A dot com, and enter A-T-O-Z. A to Z when you subscribe, and that'll give you 30% off. Also, when you subscribe, they donate period supplies, feminine hygiene supplies to women's homeless shelters. So it's got a great social conscience as well. We'll be back in a couple of minutes for part two of X is for Zern. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Addiction can affect our relationships, our families, our home, and work lives. But most importantly, ourselves. The recovery process can do wonders in the lives of people suffering from active addiction and also for those that love them. It's not just 12-step programs, but so much more. It's learning how to live life on life's terms. If you can relate to these issues or love someone who does, start with yourself. Start by tuning in to Miracles in Recovery with host Ray Lynch, Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Hope is in your corner. Are you fed up with reaching outside yourself for an inner solution? The next diet, the next few pounds to lose, the next drink, the next shopping spree. Tune in to Already Enough with host Kelly Backert. You'll hear tips about how to stop endless searching for an outward solution to an inner condition. Get helpful tools about food, body, self-care, stress management, mental health, and how to live your best life. Listen every Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. This is the A to Z of sex featuring Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. We know you have questions. We welcome you to call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Feeling a bit shy? It's okay. Dr. Lori Beth loves to read your emails too. Send them to Lori Beth at DrLoriBethBisbee.com. Now, more of the A to Z of sex. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the A to Z of sex with me, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. And we are on part two of X is for Zarin. And I am with the lovely Joan Nosel. And we were talking before the break about, um, you know, this pattern that you go through 
with um, a variety of chemicals really in your body that are created when you're in new relationship. And that when you don't sort of move on to next steps, sometimes it can be quite difficult if you don't maintain the connection with the person. Mm-hmm. I, and I was saying before the break that I think that it might be somewhat different for those people who have um, um, multiple relationships or alternative relationships that when you have um, um we get, you know, we call it new relationship energy. And I did a program when, when it was N, it was N is for NRE or new relationship energy. And that some of that is chemically influenced. Um, and some of that is about the excitement and that you um, ultimately you're seeking if you're non-monogamous to um, and, and want longer term relationships, because of course there are different kinds of non-monogamy, but if you're wanting longer-term relationships, you seek to make the same transition that a monogamous person makes to a um, a um, longer-term relationship, then you come out of that new relationship energy and and you find out, find a new place, as it were, a new level, and it it feels somewhat different and it's... um, it can be exciting, but it doesn't feel like it did at the beginning and all of those sorts of things that you would do in a monogamous relationship. But there is a phenomenon that I'm aware of um, it's for some people who are non-monogamous, who um, it might even be a hate that I love it thing where they really love that feeling of the new relationship energy at the beginning of the relationship, even though it feels a little bit unstable. They love that in, that kind of, intensity of, of excitement. And, um, and so some people will actually, when the NRE goes away in one relationship, it's the time that they start another new relationship because they're constantly chasing that beginning feeling. They may not let the, the relationship that's, that's gone past NRE go, but, but that's, they will be starting a new one can almost guarantee they'll be looking for a new one as a result of that kind of desire to have those um, sharper emotions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I see that um, happening in the people that I have worked with in the past. I used to be a, actually a premarital coach, so coaching people in that kind of space. Um, so, I, yeah, I agree with that. And if they, if they do want to have... Uh, a relationship that is exclusion, you know, they're heading towards marriage. Um, that's going to be a struggle for them. That's going to be a, uh, something that they're going to have to work through with their uh, prospective mate so that they can have a relationship that's fulfilling in a long-term um, in a long-term setting. I, I think another part of this kind of a concept of, of, I'm not even sure if I'm pronouncing it right. I feel awful because I couldn't find anywhere on the internet that told me how to pronounce the word. So I will say if you're listening and you know actually how to pronounce the word Zarin, if you see it and you know how to pronounce it, feel free to email me and tell me. Um, If you're listening on the show right now, you could call in or email in and tell me. Um, Or if you're listening um, when when it's in a replay, please do. Feel free to email and send me a little recording of how it's supposed to be said because I'm not sure I'm saying it right. Um, But there is that that idea that it's sometimes these things we get so attached to. The reason that people feel that kind of hate that I love it feeling is because they feel a degree of dependence Mm. on whatever it is, you know, the activity um, or the person. And they fear that if they don't get enough of that, that they will then have unhappiness. Yeah, I, I, I see that. And I, I would go through the cycle of experience. And uh, so every relationship I don't care who it is. I mean, you could, it could be in a career. It could be, it could be with your dog. I mean, you know, it could be any relationship. You've got this experience of joy. It it just, you're so excited. You love it. But then the reality steps in where it becomes hard work, uh, becomes something that you've got to put time into. Well, then that moves around the circle to your disillusioned. And so what are you going to do with that disillusion? Some people just go, they exit. They're gone. 
and they leave whatever it is that's causing that, I hate it right now. Those people who stick with it, they get to a place of greater intimacy. They begin to reconcile themselves with the reality and the, they, they reconcile the reality with the disillusionment. And they actually go back to the top of the circle of, and find a new form of joy, a new form of um, intimacy, and they feel more resilient as they move, they move through this cycle. It's not something that you do once. It's something that just relation, relationships go through this cycle of joy, uh, reality, disillusionment, and reconciliation, and then back up to joy. It's just kind of like a spiraling um, I think the only, the only, you know, I think the only thing I don't like about that um, so much is the idea that if, if you've got joy, you end up through disillusionment, right? You know, like, there because I don't want to call that emotion joy whatever that beginning thing I don't want to call that joy because I think there's that you can have joy in all sorts of ways in relationships okay um, and that it does, you don't necessarily have to reality doesn't necessarily mean you're disillusioned well when I you think, look at it I think that sometimes when you're so excited about something the emotion that happens that there, there's something that bumps up against it, whatever you want to call that. Um, and I, I don't think of disillusionment as a negative. It's a positive. Because if you move actually through that cycle, then you be, can become, have a greater level of understanding. So my work with communication or conflict resolution, this is the point that's really important of moving through a cycle so that you can have a better understanding, be better equipped to face the next piece that you're going to face. I'm the yeah, I guess I, I. I mean, I guess I sort of have a different, a, a somewhat different view of the way in which I don't know the way in which people contact that. I think reality. It, there's you know, there's certainly a thing at the beginning of relationships. That can, that's not necessarily based on, not reality based because we don't know the other person yet. So, so it, it's that, that we're seeing, we're seeing what they're projecting. We're seeing our fantasies and all of that. And then at some point, if you're going to stay in relationship to the person, you are going to see the whole of the person right. or one hopes you're going to see the whole of the person um, and whatever your fantasies are shift or move so that you are aware um, that what you're looking at is a more realistic version Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I'm not sure that necessarily one has to be disappointed by that or, or even that, that, um, or even, I, I mean, I think, I really think that emotion at the beginning is, is such a weird combination of things. Well, then where does the hate part come in? <laughs> Well, it's the hate. I think the hate comes in when they realize that there's an imbalance. Oh, yeah. I think it's really more of an imbalance between, I think people feel this, I hate that I I love you feeling when there's an imbalance between them and the other person. So they're never making it around that circle because Mm -hmm. what they've discovered is an imbalance, right? Or like, or like, or they're in a relationship with somebody where maybe it's a mostly good relationship, but they can never be mad at this person. Like this person never gets never has consequences for their negative behavior because they love them so much. They look at them, they can't be angry or they can't be annoyed and they end up feeling resentful because the person gets away with murder <laughs> within the relationship because they can't set boundaries or they can't set limits because of the intensity of their emotion. Well, that's a very difficult thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's one that I, I, I mean, Any I actually, for sure. <laughs> yeah. But I also think about that in child rearing as well. I mean, I, cause I, I, I do, do a lot of family court work and I've done a lot of, um, um, uh, over time done a lot of child therapy and family therapy mm-hmm. over my many years of practice. And um, one of the things that I see a lot with parents who just so adore their children that they can't set limits. And of course, then it backfires on them. So oh, they, can, they set a limit and they can't stick to the limit. And then they end up in this kind of a cycle where oh, I love yes. you so much, but I end up hating you because I can't, I can't 
do anything to enforce my own boundaries, to keep myself safe, to make sure you're going to be safe in that way. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And that definitely needs. And, and so here, here's my point is that if they, it, the, I would argue that if they don't reach that place of disillusionment, they're going to keep on that other cycle. Well, a lot of people do. I think you're right. I mean, a lot of people never reach the place, a place of upset with it or they're upset with it, but they don't actually reach out for a change. And we're right. a couple of minutes from break, believe it or not. So um, when we come back after a word from our sponsors, um, we'll just take this up where we left off. Okay, great. So I'm looking forward to it and we'll see you guys in a couple of minutes. Your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Can grief be good for you? Absolutely. It gets your attention, helping you evaluate your choices and relationships. Your losses define who you are. Tune in each week for Good Grief with host Cheryl Jones. Our show features those who have made incredible transformations by grieving their losses. You'll learn how to find your courage and strength. You'll discover the important things in your life and how to let go of things that are less important. Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health and Wellness. Are you ready to live to 100? Join Dr. Joe Casciani and his program that shows us that age is just a number. You can age with fresh and inspiring perspectives, whether it's staying physically fit or keeping mentally fit. With great stories, plenty of advice about successful aging, and brighter outlooks, you just might join those who are living to 100. The Living to 100 Club is broadcast live every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time. On the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access all the time opinions options answers you're listening to voice america health and wellness this is the a to z of sex featuring dr Lori beth bisbee we know you have questions we welcome you to call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Feeling a bit shy? It's okay. Dr. Lori Beth loves to read your emails too. Send them to Lori Beth at drloribethbisbee.com. Now, more of the A to Z of sex. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the A to Z of sex with me, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. And this week we have X is for Zarin and I am with the lovely Joan Nassol. And we are talking about, um, before the break, we were talking really about, I use the example of parenting, where the child is so adored that nobody's able to set limits. And um, that leads to worse behavior. But, you know, like, I can't tell you how many times I've seen this where somebody will set a limit and I watch it in a session with a child. Like they'll say, you know, no, Johnny, you know, don't do that with a big grin on their face, which of course communicates to the child. Mom's liking this. So so I'm going to do more of it. Um, And so it's that sort of inability to feel that you have any, um, control because of how you feel mm-hmm. that circumstance. Right. And I, I think it, uh, that scenario really uh, spirals both parties into uh, a codependent relationship. So yeah. you're moving from, you know, the, the things that you love to the things that you hate to this very uh, codependent 
type relationship that is very difficult cycle to break uh, without intervention. Yeah, no, it really is. Um, and I think, you know, there's another part of this when I was thinking about it, and I was thinking, well, what else does do I think this word means? And I've seen it in a sentence about, about video gaming um, right. in, in some of the dictionaries. So I thought of the compulsiveness of um, things that, that sometimes that when you love something, some, a person, um, an activity, mm-hmm. um, uh, an object, a food, so much that you feel a constant need. And what I'm reminded of a couple of, of cases that I've, I've, of people that I've seen who have um, had masturbation compulsions where um, they, and I don't mean they're masturbating every minute. It's not, we're not talking about a compulsion like that. Um, I did, last week we did, um, uh, w was for wanker, and we were talking about um, a couple of claims that people have made about masturbation um, as, as a compulsion in that way. But I'm not talking about it needing to be constant, but but that it's something that I'm, I'm particularly thinking of one woman who used to, to risk take with that. So um, she really kind of felt compelled eventually internally to masturbate in places where she was likely to get caught and get in trouble and, and, and find difficulty and, and to try and cheat that, that um, possibility of getting caught, the excitement added to her experience and to her orgasms. And um, I feel like Zan would fit that quite well. This, you know, I really enjoy this. I really love this, but I'm doing so much of it. It's, it's not a good thing and I know it's not a good thing so I hate the fact that I, I'm so I like it so much you know um, and then there was one other thing that I was thinking of that kind of thing where and this I've seen more in careers than in relationships where people have a hobby that they love and they decide to, to start a business and make a career out of it yeah. and um, they get to a point where they no longer really love it because of having to do it over and over and over again. It's a you job. Know, it, it becomes a job. Yeah. It goes away from being something so enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not sure if that's actually an, an accurate um, matching to the word. I mean, that, to be fair, it's not a common word, but there aren't many X's. You know, so when I found an X that I thought thought was interesting, I thought we ought to use it. Um, no, I think that you're right in terms of it's a it's a good description of the things that you love to do or the things that you love to um, eat. That all of that can become uh, be it can borderline into this addiction. Uh, to an addiction cycle rather than I try not to I try not to use addiction because I use addiction for really specific things Mm -hmm. so I try to use compulsion because I actually think that's more accurate yeah that's Um, good yeah no I I always correct people because I mean because like everybody talks about sex addiction and it's not helpful Mm -hmm. there aren't sex addictions you don't go through physiological withdrawal if you don't have sex you don't go through you know so there's none of the things that we find in a true addiction and so it needs to be dealt with differently if somebody's having compulsive sex mm-hmm. that's a problem right so i'm not saying it isn't a problem but it's compulsive and and actually often anxiety is beneath it and addictions aren't anxiety disorders so mm-hmm. I, I like to work at it from that perspective um Good. one of the things that they talk about and when in terms of the word is is when you also, when you like something so much, you can't stop it, mm. right? So I'm thinking of, you know, oh, my God, oh, my God, that chocolate tastes so good that you eat the whole box. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, and, and I could see somebody saying I have Xan about that. I have Xan about chocolate because when I start eating it, I can't stop. Yeah. So not I can't stop in like an addictive fashion and, and you know, but but really in a compulsive fashion, like I'm just enjoying it so much I just can't I, I find myself unable to stop. And I certainly see people do that with sex. Mm. You know? Yeah. Um 
I, and, and particularly with risk-taking, which is always interesting to me. I see people do that a lot with risk-taking types of behaviors, so exhibitionistic behaviors and, um, you know, uh, picking you know, some people do it with one-night stands or, you know, hookups, picking people up because the excitement of the new and they get hooked on um, and compulsive about that, that new. And so, you know, one does wonder, you know, that, cause that's the, the intense chem- chemical as opposed to mm-hmm. um, the, the kind of more ordinary mm-hmm. excitement. Um, mm-hmm. So one does wonder whether some of that has to do with um, uh, cortisol levels and things like that. Right. So I wonder like what you're, what you're saying is like, maybe uh, past experiences or um, that play into some of the decisions to continue looking for that new because they don't want to deal with, they want the new because they don't really want to face the, I love it so much. Now I hate it. And they want to avoid that. They want to avoid the, I hate it. I, I don't want to get to that place, so I'm going to just switch. I think I'm going to, I mean, imagine that can be that can be something. I think particularly if we're talking about, um, like we were saying earlier, that kind of an idea of an imbalance where somebody's feeling emotionally fragile or dependent because their own feelings they believe are stronger than those of their partner, um, or or the person they're dating. And so, you know, that, that sort of anxiety and they hate the way that they're pursuing somebody who may not really feel the same way for them, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, so they, they'd rather not, if they could get away from that feeling, they would, because it, you know, they recognize how not desperate, well, it could be desperate, but I wasn't really thinking of desperate. I was thinking more of, you know, just how, um, anxious and intense they may be towards this individual because um, of that imbalance. Mm, interesting. I was wondering, like you would use the word compulsion. How does desperate compare to compulsion? Um, hmm. Well, I think some, I mean, compuls- compulsion, compulsion is, is, there's a force behind it, right? Okay. Right. Okay. So you're doing something, um, you, you feel pushed, pressured, an internal pressure to, to, to do. Because okay. compulsion so is the act. And when you talk about desperation is, then desperation is what? Well, desperation is more the feeling part of it. Okay. Compulsion is the action. Obsession mm-hmm. is usually the thoughts. Ah, Right. Um, And so, so desperation kind of goes along more on the lines of obsession. That's the sort of feeling part of it. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, that, that is definitely intense. And I think about it in terms of dating as well. And I wonder, and and I'm throwing this out, it'll be interesting to get feedback from my listeners about this one. So if people think that the way that we date now and the way that we find partners now actually does raise this anxiety about that weird imbalance because we have, you know, ghosting and breadcrumbing and all these things that happen now that in my day, I mean, yes, people got ghosted, but not quite in the same way. Some of it is because we have um, such immediate access to other people. Mm-hmm. And, and we now have an expectation of hearing from people quite quickly mm-hmm. in response. So um, in the last segment, I think talk a little bit about that, about what's, how that's so very different than what certainly when I was um, originally dating um, about 60 million years ago in the dark ages, you know, the age of the dinosaur, <laughs> you remember them. Yeah. You know, so when I was doing that, um, you know, when we didn't have mobile phones and, no. We had no internet and we had no um, small computers. No, nope, nothing <laughs> computers like that. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. And you, when you we wanted had to... phones that attached to the wall. That's right. The phone <laughs> was hung on the wall and we had, we dialed with a finger around a circle and, and then we had push buttons, but it was attached to the wall or it sat in one place. You didn't carry it around how different things were then. And and if actually the way things are now actually increases this idea of Zern, Um, because I think it might. 
I think it makes a re- it's a really big difference in the way that you view the world and your expectations from when we were um, growing up. And so it, it probably takes somewhat more of an adjustment for us mm-hmm. in order to try and figure out how to navigate things now. So I think if you're older and you're dating, so um, if you're dating again at the age of 40 or above, that things may look really different from when you first started dating. If you're dating at the age of 50 or above, it definitely looks very different from when you first dated. And that, that might actually impact whether or not you have this kind of a feeling of Zarin. Mm-hmm. Um, we're a couple of minutes from break. And when we come back, we're going to continue along these lines for the last part of the conversation. Don't forget that you can phone in and ask a question live, although I know very few people are ever willing to phone in on a show that has the word sex in the title, because they get too embarrassed. But if you're too embarrassed, please do feel free to email me at lauribeth at drlauribethbisbee.com. That's L-O-R-I-B-E-T-H at D-R-L-O-R-I-B-E-T-H-B-I-S-B-E-Y.com. And we'll be back in a couple of minutes after some words from our sponsors. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Over 20 million people in America struggle with substance use. This impacts both the people who are using and loved ones who are trying to help. Still, there is hope. Tune in to the Beyond Addiction Show with host Josh King. You'll hear from experts and get the real information you need to understand and assist in change. Change can be hard. It doesn't have to be confusing. Tune in every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. Do you feel that you aren't at your best when it comes to your personal health? Even if your doctor gives you a clean bill of health and says everything is in working order, perhaps you aren't feeling at the top of your game. Dr. Rebecca Risk overcame pain and fatigue despite all tests to the contrary. Learn how she put her health back on track and how you can too on Falling Through the Cracks. Live every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. This is the A to Z of sex featuring Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. We know you have questions. We welcome you to call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Feeling a bit shy? It's okay. Dr. Lori Beth loves to read your emails too. Send them to Lori Beth at drlauribethbisbee.com. Now, more of the A to Z of sex. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the A to Z of Sex with me, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. And this week, it's X is for Zarn. And this is part four. And I'm with Joan Nosel. And before the break, we were talking about the fact that I wondered whether um, it's in part some of this anxiety and balance, hate that I love you feeling comes along as a result of the different ways in which we connect now. Mm-hmm. Than in the old days, and and what came to mind for me was, um, uh, the, I, I'm so I've recently I, I'm in a non-monogamous relationship, and um, a consensually non-monogamous relationship, and um, I've recently started dating in a new way. I mean, I've typically met my partners um, through the course of life. You know, what be it by a friend, be it at an event, be it at a workplace, be it in um, uh, a restaurant or a, on a train, you know, but actually met them face to face. And um, so I've not been a big um, Internet dating person. Um, I remember uh, using being in my 20s and using a, um, a dating agency that was run on a computer and it was really unusual because it was run on a computer, right? (laughs) 
you know, it was really exciting that there was a computer um, questionnaire and, and, and they, you know, then you came in and you saw videotapes, but they matched you by points from the questionnaire using a computer. So that was really novel at the time. Um, so this was in the eighties, right? So, um, but I've never, I never did much of that, right? That wasn't, I, I do remember putting an ad in the village voice, right? So if you wanted to meet people in, um, in a kind of, initially sort of by, by profile or anonymous format. I mean, one of the things that you would do is put an ad in, in certain papers. And the Village Voice was famous for ads for anybody from the LGBTQ community. Or alternative lifestyles. So I remember putting an ad in the Village Voice at one point. But right, so I recently decided to have a look and... Um, and a friend recommended a particular dating app, which is going to remain nameless. Um, and the app that was recommended was recommended in particular because it seemed to um, be an app that helped people um, match up in more than just looks. So it, mm-hmm. it wasn't just a swiping app. Mm-hmm. Although it does have a swipe feature and swipe features promote people not actually reading what you write, which definitely causes problems when you have specific wants and needs. Um, if nobody reads your, reads what, it leads to things like, I was speaking about this last week, it leads to things like um, in my profile, it clearly saying I'm married and clearly saying that um, I am non-monogamous and still getting um, people um, proposing marriage to me. <laughs> before they've ever said anything to me because I haven't bothered to notice that in fact I'm married, but it's, um, it's an interesting experience. So I noticed that one of the things that's there that wasn't that we, I know we certainly sat by our phones to wait and see if somebody responded to us. That was definitely a thing, mm-hmm. particularly because there was no phone machine. There was no way of, you know, if you missed someone's call, you missed a damn call. That was it. You didn't have the date for the weekend, whatever it was, right? That was it. You were done. Um, so I noticed, but I noticed that there was a, definitely a degree of anxiety about how quickly you have a response from someone. It was quite, it, it seemed for me, and I, I didn't experience lots of it, but it did exe- seem when I talked with other people far more extreme than what we would have felt in the old days. You know, you wanted to call the next day, right? You didn't want to, but, or if you met somebody at a party, you hope they called within a couple of days from the party. If they didn't call within a couple of days, you figured they didn't like you. But that's a couple of days, whereas now we expect responses like, how many minutes? Uh, two seconds, maybe. I, I mean, it's amazing to me. If somebody doesn't respond immediately, and sometimes it's so funny, it's like I think, do you think I'm doing nothing else with my day? Right. Well, but but writing back to you or or texting you or whatever, and it's fascinating because it's it's but it, it promotes that sense of um, unease. Right. That's very true. Anxiety and 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 sort of worry about anything you're going to worry about around dating, it promotes it. it, I think it heightens all of that. Yeah. I would say that um, the, the faster that we go, the faster responses we need. And it's kind of like that instant gratification need that we have. The more we have it, the more we want it. And so it's, it's difficult to, to slow down the the train uh, once it's been out of the station. Yeah, and I, I, so I think there is that immediacy, um, and I also think there's an illusion that happens, and I don't think this is just in dating, I think this is also in talking on social media and meeting people in that way, and I know a lot of people meet people meet people on social media. For me, that's always a very strange idea, mm-hmm. um, and, but there's, there's an illusion of a relationship. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. 
so I think that that is very true, especially you talked about the gaming world. I think that happens a lot in that kind mm-hmm. of space. And, um, uh, well, you know, any of the social media outlets um, from Facebook to Instagram to Snapchat to, I don't know, there's probably a million more that I don't know the names of. And I think that that just really does um, affect people. They want to know how many likes they have. They want to know how many people are watching them. And so it, it becomes a something that, uh, well, that we were going back to the Zarin is right. I, I love it so much. Talk. I love this media so much, but I hate it because, right. because I'm now not I'm getting liked. Yeah. yeah, I don't get liked. And I posted something today and I went viral. And tomorrow I didn't go viral. I'm upset because I didn't go viral. What does that mean? Right. Exactly. So I think that's got some of Zarin as well. Now, believe it or not, um, we are just a few minutes away from the close of this show. Um, oh, wow. It's been amazing. So if people want to get a hold of you, where should they find you? Oh, they can go to TRI Life dot uh, coach.com uh, or email me at joan at trilifecoach trilifecoach.com so it's brilliant thank you thank you so much for being here and guys it's been wonderful um, sharing this time with you again I want to thank Lola again for sponsoring the show today and don't forget you can get 30% off your first month subscription by visiting mylola, that's M-Y-L-O-L-A dot com, and entering A-T-O-Z, that's A to Z, when you subscribe. Next week, Y is for yearning, and I'm being joined by dating coach and amazing Dina Brecci. If you are in the L.A. area, please reach out to me if you'd like a ticket to attend an exclusive free invite-only event on the evening of the 7th of February. We're going to be talking about how to go from relationships that are bad, painful, or just unsuitable to conscious, incredible relationships. Um, I would love to see you there. Tickets are really, really, really in high demand. So please email me at lauribeth at drlauribethbisbee.com. So it's L-O-R-I-B-E-T-H at D-R-L-O-R-I-B-E-T-H-B-I-S-B-E-Y.com. And I will send you the details. Have yourself a fantastic week. Put some quality time into your relationships and make sure to focus and be present for any sexual experiences that you have. I hope you have a brilliant one. See you next time. We hope you learned something today. But if you have more questions, go ahead and email them to Lori Beth at drlauribethbisbee.com. Then be here next Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of The A to Z of Sex with Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee on Voice America Health and Wellness. See you next week.